Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, call me. My main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey! This is escape, then we're the pod. Get the Hey, welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and today Diego is coming back with us in the Escape Pod as co-host for the week. And uh, we got some speculating on episode 9, of course, as always. And uh, there are possibly a few uh, spoilers ahead for that movie, whether or not the leaks are true, because we do bring up a few leaks uh without giving a spoiler warning ahead of time so apologies in advance for that uh so just be cautious towards the end of the episode when we start talking episode nine uh we watched some more clone wars episode 113 114 jedi crash and defenders of peace very interesting episodes very deep conversation about peacekeepers leading a war uh really interesting episodes i think even outside of star wars fandom it's an interesting topic to talk about. You know, if you're a peacekeeper, should you be a general? Um, you know, and, and if someone's a pacifist and want to die for their beliefs, should you defend them? Uh, if someone's trying to harm them, it's 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 a it's an interesting it's an interesting duo of episodes. But uh, yeah, let's let's get into that with with Diego, and uh, yeah, he's 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 just down in in the cantina. So let's go down and and meet him up, shall we? landing we have a a lot to talk about actually um first thing we're gonna watch some clone wars today as well mm -hmm. but uh the first thing i do want to talk about is vader immortal 3 because you just played vader immortal 2 yes yeah how'd you like it uh very good uh so far the first two episodes are very um they're they they seem short but they have a really really good story like um i'm, I'm excited to see what uh, Immortal Three is all about. I'm judging by from what the first two episodes are about. I I think it's safe to assume that the third one would be Vader has Vader has a star now. He uses it. Uh, you have to fight him in a lightsaber duel or something, mm -hmm. something along those lines. But uh, it's very it's it's exciting. I, I'm pretty excited to see the third one. Yeah, very good games. Very good. Yeah, totally. How do you how do you like using the force? Because this is the one where you really get to learn the force. Yeah, uh, it was good. It was good. Like I, I still, like myself, I still need a little bit of practice when you have like two objects coming at you and you have your lightsaber going. But still, very very fun. So it'll be it'll be cool to see in the third one if there's like force choke or force lightning or some other force abilities added to the to the game mm -hmm. but uh very good so far it's interesting that the first one really focuses on the lightsaber the yes. second one really focuses on the force yeah a large chunk of the game you don't even have your lightsaber until no. you get that really ancient looking weapon yeah. version of the lightsaber yeah. and uh 
you know, secrets are revealed and everything. And I did a full analysis and review of this with, with Reed quite a few weeks ago when it came out. But, um, but the episode three comes out November 21st. Nice. This month. Nice. So that's, that's pretty close. There's under 20 days for now. So you and I can, can play this again um, very soon and finish off the series. So it's interesting that the first one focuses on the lightsaber, the second one focuses on the force. What do you think the third one's going to focus on? Good question. I other than wrapping up the story, like what do you what yeah. would you want to see in this? Pro well, I definitely want to see how the story pans out, but I definitely definitely would like to see some sort of other uh, some other form of dueling or combat we see in the movies whether it be more force powers like such as lightning or push or choke um some other lightsaber techniques you know such as a saber throw um you know as far as combat goes but i definitely want to see how this story is wrapped up yeah. because it's it's pretty good but mm. i mean i i think i'm not sure what else they could add in there but maybe Maybe a blaster, maybe something along those lines. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that'd be quite cool. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, Vader Immortal Episode 3 comes out November 21st. And uh, looking forward to that. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Absolutely. Now, we also just watched the second trailer for The Mandalorian. Now, you actually, surprisingly enough, watched this before I sent you the link to it, which is insane because, you know, with our experience with trailers, uh, you're a little behind on the trailer market. So yes. <laughs> I was really surprised when you said, oh yeah, I watched this already. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. You went for weeks and months without seeing the Rise of Skywalker trailer. And now, yeah. you know, day one, you watched the Mandalorian trailer too. How did you come How did you come by that? Were you browsing YouTube and it just yeah, came up? Yeah, I was just scrolling and it popped up on the feed and I'm like, oh, okay. And then I looked into mm. it and it's a new, new show that's coming out. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I looked it up and actually saw the trailer. And I said, oh, well, that it actually looks... Very well done. And I think, uh, for me at least, The Mandalorian, the outcome of that, just from the trailers that we have, to me, looks a lot better than what we've gotten with Disney so far. Like with the movies. With the movies, yeah. Like, yeah. I would be much more inclined to see, like, The Mandalorian movie, if they made one. Uh, that kind of film and, like, that kind of action. Yeah, there's no sabers or stuff, but it's all bounty hunters and, like, blasters and stuff. But it looks so much better mm -hmm. than uh the uh recent disney star wars movies i like the idea that uh, every episode will be about an hour i yeah. think and uh, i like the idea that it's it's a short series the rewatchability factor of a short series is way higher mm -hmm. like there is no you know there there's there's a lot less d d uh, motivation to rewatch a show that has a season with 24 episodes and each episode's 45 minutes like you know the, the motivation to watch a show over again which has 10 episodes in a season and each episode's an hour is it's just way more you know just there yeah like i'd rather rather do that than than the 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 alternative but uh yeah so mandalorian like boys, will be yeah boys exactly yeah. like boys you know perfect show you yeah. know small season decent length episodes great story high budget each one like oh, yeah. you know that's exactly how i want to watch a show yeah. and and uh, it's nice that they're taking that format and putting it into star wars because when you watch something like the boys it's the the quality is that of a theatrical film 
in a way. Well, I, I guess you could say that it is the same. Very high as, budget. Yeah, very super high budget. Yeah. And great actors. Great. Yeah. You know, a lot of these shows have have theatrical, you know, film stars in them. And uh, and now we're getting essentially, so it's just a big long movie stretched out. So with Mandalorian, it's already been renewed for a second season. They've actually already started writing it. John Favreau, Dave Filoni, um, the team. And uh, yeah, season one, uh, I forget how many episodes in it. I think it's like eight to 10 or something. Yeah. It's, it's something around there. But uh, yeah, essentially what we're getting is an eight hour to 10 hour long Star Wars movie. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you were to binge them, it's like eight hours to 10, to 10 hours if, if you were to like watch them all back to back. But yeah. they won't be released back to back. No. So, you know, they're, they're, getting, they're not going to be dropped on Disney Plus like day one. You're going to have a weekly schedule going. And the schedule was released online. You can find that online. Uh, there is a bit of an overlap with some of them. I think there's there's a few weeks where they drop two in one go. Mm-hmm. Uh, but essentially all of them will generally be available before episode nine gets released, except for like the last one or two. I think that comes out slightly after. But before the year is up, you will be able to finish that show. Um, speaking of Rise of Skywalker, that's out December 19th. Uh, first showing, at least for us, is starting at 5 p.m. on the Thursday. I think official release day is the 20th, but uh, the 19th on a Thursday, 5 p.m. is the earliest. I think you can actually publicly buy tickets for it. That's in 46 days. we got to go see it. Why? Well, yeah, already, definitely. definitely. I already We're bought gonna go watch like, some tickets to see it, and um, and I, I don't know who they're all for yet, but we, we're like, we gotta make we got to make time to to go see it at some point. Definitely. We're, yeah. we're going to go watch that for sure within the first few days. Uh, but five, I don't think I'd be able to make the 19th, but, no. but definitely that's the Thursday. Uh, yeah. 5 PM on the Thursday is the first, it's like a fan screening showing or whatever. So like it's the pre- slightly, pre-release. Yeah. Kind of like a pre-release. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah but, uh, but yeah, we'll go that, that weekend yeah. and watch it, do a full, you know, talk about it. I, I'll be I'll be talking about this movie multiple times on the show with yeah. you, with 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 uh, Reed, with uh, AJ, possibly. You know, with everyone who's been on this show, I'm going to be talking about this movie. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's this is it. This is it. The last one. Yeah, this is this the is going to wrap up movie. the story. This is the end of the, of of the Skywalker as we know it, and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. But uh, and after the Skywalker series finishes. The plan is, uh, or was, that the writers of Game of Thrones, uh, Benioff and Weiss, were going to do a Star Wars trilogy that was rumored and then not officially confirmed, but more or less confirmed through reliable sources that their story was supposed to be about the beginning and the origins of the Jedi Order. Yeah. So it would have been a really cool storyline because it would have been, you know, thousands of years before The Phantom Menace. Yeah. But uh, they recently just dropped out of the project. There's There's been a lot of news that they may have dropped out because of the toxic fandom. There's been a lot of speculation that they dropped out because of creative differences. Uh, but the official word is that they're just too busy with their Netflix deal. Apparently they signed a Netflix deal a couple weeks back or whatever. And uh, they're going to be 
busy with that. And then they just kind of said, okay, well, we, we got to pack up and leave. Kathleen Kennedy had nothing but good things to say about them. And that was it. They, they said, you know, they basically left it up in the air with like, yeah, we might be back, you know, who knows kind of thing. It's a bit mm-hmm. like Ryan Johnson where he's supposed to have these Star Wars films that he's planning out, but they may or may not happen because there's a lot of shifting going around at Lucasfilm with priorities. But the official confirmation a couple of weeks ago, I don't know if you heard this, but Kevin Feige is supposed to be producing a Star Wars movie now. Hmm. Kevin Feige has been in charge of the Marvel Cinematic Universe for many years now. He's brought the success of that entire series along with Endgame and, and Infinity War. And he's a brilliant guy. He's a solid Star Wars fan. And I think it's what actually got him into the film industry. And, you know, the collaboration between him and Luke's film could not be more exciting to me. So uh, he's going to be producing a Star Wars film. I'm assuming that he'll bring on a director that he's worked with before. Uh, my hope is that he'll bring on the, uh, you know, the same guys as Infinity War Endgame, uh, the Russo brothers. Mm-hmm. That would be fantastic. They've, they've just got such a great, like, vision behind how they can connect things together like i don't know how they do it like it's 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 crazy like if you watch those marvel movies like they they make connections through so many different films and like you know through through different means that it's like it's brilliant it's like, it's, it's pieced master. all together yeah it's pieced yeah. together so perfectly and like yeah. that's what star wars needs like that's what star wars is yeah and then when you get a movie like you know the ones some of the ones that we've got it's it's uh it's slightly disappointing when you when you don't get all those interconnected pieces it feels like there's a lot of empty it's like uh, missed opportunities right exactly mm-hmm. there's so many empty gaps that we don't see at least film wise like for example between uh attack of the clones and um revenge of the sith we don't see exactly what happens film wise we Mm -hmm. get it in clone wars but you have to watch all of clone wars and then you actually see uh what happens yeah the bigger picture the bit the bigger picture but like between those two uh particular movies like it's huge what happens yeah because we haven't finished the show but i already know that there's going to be a lot of stuff that reveals for example order 66 and that's a huge uh climax point in that movie where things really start to change and then it's it kind of ties into episode four and how the originals really came about because in episode three that's really when it starts Mm -hmm. but there's so much that's missed yeah 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 for sure yeah yeah um cool well uh we just upgraded your lightsaber Yes, we did. We uh, yeah, you got an ultra. You got an ultra. You you talked about the ultra saber before, but yes, we just figured out how to put sound fonts on this on this lightsaber. Yeah, new sound fonts. So a ri- do, you, do you have it with you? Yes, I do. Uh, oh, hold I, on. Let me, let me just grab it for you. Yeah. So originally, the uh, if if some of you guys have uh, ultra ser- ultra sabers, uh, there's a if you get just the basic uh, like Obsidian version four package. Originally, it'll come with. Uh, the Sibian, which is like the default sound, and then you'll get Black Star, you'll get uh, Sith, you'll get Ancient Saber, and then you'll get sound fonts from episodes one, two, and six, and then Silent. But who's gonna use Silent? Uh, so I got rid of 
Black Star, uh, which is a little bit more of a kind of. Uh, it, it's kind of like a Kylo Ren kind of uh, sound, but not 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 oh, as crackly, like, not as crackly, yeah. not as deep as his lightsaber. Uh, and then there's Ancient Saber, which is uh, supposed to be like you know, it's a, the name says it all. Ancient Saber, super like, super like not what we're used to in terms of lightsabers, the, as far as the sound goes. But it's very, it's very weird. I never liked it, so we got rid of it, and we replaced those two with Classic, which is a very, uh, a New Hope sounding. And then we also got Starkiller, which is very uh, reminiscent of uh, of the games, and it sounds exactly like it. So um, I, I guess I'll give you guys a preview. Uh, let's see if it's on. So, which one is that? So this. So this would be classic. Oh yeah, that's the classic one. Yeah. So. So third Ben Kenobi and a Luke, and Luke Skywalker kind of yeah so super a new hope sounding yeah definitely I'd say like first thing that pops into my mind when you power on the saber is when in Episode Four A New Hope when uh, Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi are about to fight and Obi Wan sees that Vader has his saber out already and when he moves his hand to the side and he ignites his saber it's the same sound and that's the first thing that comes to mind when i hear that and let's see if i can go through the star killer one sec episode one episode two confirmed oh no no this is the classic the other one must have been the star killer or wait, really? nope. yeah, because we did, we did the uh, classic last. Yeah, that's yeah, classic was last. Yeah, but so that was then, the default that was set on it already. So no, this is this is Star Killer. It just cycles, right? So that's that's Star Killer. Yeah. Oh no, it's dying. How convenient it's dying. Oh no. But at any rate. Uh, if you guys have the the uh, either the V4 sound package or the Emerald Driver or the Diamond Controller from Ultra Sabers on your lightsaber, you can definitely play play around with it. I definitely recommend it. It's kind of cool. I've had this saber for almost a little over a year and a half, and it's it's. Uh, you had to replace the batteries, which was a bit of a trouble, but you know. yeah, I had to replace the batteries, and I had to. Or no, first I had a problem with the speaker where the speaker blew. Send that back in for warranty. Got that fixed, came back. And then I had a whole battery issue, which is a whole different topic for another day. But uh, if you guys have it and you guys want to change your sounds, it's cool because you can, if you have pieces, if you have a bunch of different sound fonts, that, let's say you like the power on from Starkiller and you like the power off from Classic and you like the uh, idle from another sound font. You can totally mix and match and make your own custom sound font. So if you definitely want to do that, I would say jump on that because it's pretty cool and you could have some wicked sounds coming out of your saber. How do you, how, we've never actually talked about this, but how do you like 
the Ultra Sabres brand? Cause, you know, just because this is your first dueling sabers. So yes. how, like, what, what was your initial uh, expectance? You know, you thought like, what, like, what did you expect? What did you kind of think once you got it? And like, how would you compare it to like other options out there? Uh, as as this is really the only dueling lightsaber I have, uh, I and of course our old uh, 2005 master replicas. Like I have nothing else to really compare to other than that. But uh, when I initially got it, I would say that I was um, pleasantly surprised. Like uh, I didn't go with a diamond controller or a uh, emerald driver. I I, I didn't want to fork out almost a grand for a fancy saber as much as I wanted to, but mm-hmm. at the time it, it just wasn't feasible. But you got more than what you expected then? I, I would say so. Like when I got it and then I read up on it whilst buying the package, uh, like I just said, you could take snippets of different sound fonts that you like and make your own custom one. I just never got around to playing around with that and actually editing it till today. Um, I, I, I was I was uh, surprised and I, I definitely liked it. I didn't like the uh, the uh, the let's just say hiccups I went mm. through with this saver, but uh, yeah, those lithium ion batteries are not easy to find. No, and they're not cheap either. They're not cheap. Yeah, you can't buy them just any store. You it, have to go yeah. through an online. Yeah, it's market. it's it's quite an ordeal to find these lithium ion yeah. batteries, and unfortunately, you can't just use. Uh, regular double a's because it'll uh blow up your saber so <laughs> there's that cool all right well yeah. uh other than that we just had halloween pass by us yeah. um you didn't you didn't dress up as anything right no i did not yeah. i stayed home and i watched harry potter <laughs> well appropriate enough to watch yes i um I, I i wore a suit to work fully fully formal and uh, i wore my darth vader tie uh, I had my Darth Vader mug. I wore my new black series Darth Vader helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought my my saber to work, even though it's blue. I just brought it because you know it's whatever. Might as well bring it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and and people actually loved it. I didn't I didn't win the costume contest because we had one there, but uh, everyone who saw me in it was just they did, just had to have they had to have a laugh about it because it was just so well done. Like this, the helmet is so well made that it, it like it looks like it just popped out of the film. So to see that on top of a suited, like a black and white suited guy, it's just, it's so funny. Like it's just, because also the helmet's kind of big, so it looks a bit bobbleheadish. But yeah, it's just, it's just got this sense of like nerd, but class, you know? Yeah, it's a very simple, it was a very simple costume, but it was, it was very well executed. Yeah, absolutely. And when you take off the helmet, then it's just, you know, a guy in a suit. Yeah. So yeah, it's a little tedious to wear. I think the the Stormtrooper one's a lot easier actually because the Darth Vader one, it's got the three separate pieces to it. So I had to wear the neck brace all day, even if I didn't want the mask and the helmet portion on it. Uh, so when I was at my desk for a while, I was I was actually still wearing the, the breathing part, uh, the bottom collar. And then if I got up to walk around and grab some coffee, I would put the mask on and you know click it into place, and then put the helmet shell over top and. Then and they do it right with that with the with the stormtrooper helmet. It's just a bucket, so you know you just pop it on and then you can take it off when you want. It's all one piece. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it was a successful costume, so yeah, so that's cool. Uh, we got new toys inbound. Black series six inch action figures for Anakin episode two, Obi Wan episode two, Kit Fisto and Plo Koon. Mm. 
So that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see all these prequel stuff coming back into action again. Like, yeah. Yeah, really sweet. I saw the news for that the other day and I figured I'd want to talk about it because I have a few of them myself. I got the Thrawn. I got the Celebration Luke Skywalker pilot. Um, I have a Hasbro convention exclusive Captain Rex. I have a, a battle droid. I have Darth Vader, Ahsoka Tano. And, uh Oh, no, that's the Kota Bayoku. Uh, or uh, Koto Bakuya uh, statue. Oh. All right, just the bottom shelf there. Um, I have the six-inch Luke Skywalker from Force Awakens, I think it is, or Last Jedi. I'm not entirely sure. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven now. Nice. But uh, yeah, those ones are, they're super cool. They're like so detailed and, and uh, some of them, some of them look better than others. The, the, the clones look amazing. They, they've got a, a few clones, which are like super cool. They made green, they made Fox and all the armored guys look really well done. But uh, yeah, the, the other figures you see in there, the, I have triple zero and BT one and uh, Django Fett. Those are the Koto Bakuya figures. And uh, I think they're a little larger than six inches, um, but they don't—they're not movable. They're just kind of stationary. Mm. But uh, the the detail on those is pretty cool. If you're looking for like a a lower budget uh, like statue of some kind that's not Hot Toys like Sideshow collectibles, then it doesn't break the bank. Like there, most of those are just under a hundred bucks or just slightly over. Um, and unlike the Hot Toys, which are about $300 a piece, but those look insane. Like the hot toys ones look yeah. crazy. Like they're you, you insanely and I, detailed. Yeah. We've yeah. gone down to the collectible store in Langley and, the, yeah. and, and it's just been, you know, just been it, like, it's cool. Like it's, it, they're like these foot tall, almost, yeah. almost, uh, you know, like guys that they're dolls basically. Yeah. And like, yeah. Every little Nick and Crowley, Nick and Cranny, just oh, even yeah. down to the hilts on the lightsaber. Like it's, it's crazy. sold. And I remember that dark mall one they had on display there. And I think it was just, just the yeah, first half of his body, and it was like six hundred bucks. Oh, it's, yeah, it's beautiful. It was like, gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, the face is so well done. Yeah. So. yeah. Anyhow, uh, so let's go watch some Clone Wars. We got two episodes in uh, coming up. We have to watch uh, one thirteen Jedi Crash and one fourteen Defenders of Peace. So let's go do that. guys and we just finished uh two episodes yep. 113 and 114 in Clone wars yep jedi crash um anakin and uh ayla sakura and ahsoka tana with the help of captain rex and commander Bly. they crash land on this planet which is mostly uninhabited but they do find some colonists there these little lemur looking monkey creatures Zab- zaboombafu looking things yeah a town of zaboombafus that live in giant uh, what would you call those things? They're like, like huts, kind of. Yeah, they're like made out of a shell of a nut from a massive tree. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. like hollowed out and everything. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. So they're super pacifist. Yes. These the, the these two episodes are actually very well done in the sense that it gives you a very early on in the Clone Wars perspective of the Jedi fighting a war. Uh, they're peacekeepers and they're generals in a war that they should not be fighting. And it, it gives you the the outside perspective from somebody who is pacifist and looking in 
on on these once pacifists, you know, you know, guardians of peace. You know, that that's the definition of a Jedi. Like they're they're the guardians of peace and justice in the galaxy, right? So what are peace and you know guardians of peace and justice? Well, like why what are they fighting a war for? Like why are they generals? You know, there's a very like debatable topic there. And these episodes really dig deep into that subject. So um I mean the uh let's see the first I got I wrote a few things down here that I that I wanted to talk about but um the first thing I noticed is that when uh one they crash on the planet Anakin's injured Ayla Sakura and Ahsoka Tano and Commander Bly have to find some help they leave Rex to guard Anakin back at the little tent and uh, the first thing I noticed was when they reached the village and the, the, the leader of the, the village, the little monkey, you know, the older, the older fellow, um, initially he, he's like adamant he doesn't want to get involved with the war, right? Adamant, which is fair enough to say, but he, he can't ignore a plea for help. So he provides his son to go assist Anakin in his health because he's you know, dying basically, um, where he's lying on the bed. What I thought was really interesting about this moment was when Ayla Sakura says that she and Bly will stay there with the village and Ahsoka goes back with, um, his son to assist Anakin. He actually says, no, 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 the clone and his blaster must go. But the camera had already at this point zoomed in on Ayla Sakura's lightsaber when, when they they have a discussion about, you know, they're, they're Jedi fighting a war kind of thing. It came up in their initial greeting mm-hmm. when they entered the village and they they met the the lemur guys. And uh, I thought it was interesting that he looked at the clone in his blaster and basically said, no, he can't stay. He's got to go. But for some reason, the lightsaber is fine. So either he trusts the Jedi more than their clone or it really brings me back to that line of the lightsaber being an elegant weapon of a more civilized age. So even in this time of war and everything, the lightsaber is still looked upon as an elegant weapon that's not associated with just destruction. Whereas a blaster, on the other hand, is a very kind of destructive looking weapon. It's almost like in today's age, like if you were to look at at like a katana sword and then, you know, an AK-47. <laughs> you'd think instantly you'd associate the AK-47 with war. You'd associate it with killing. You'd associate it with possible terrorism. You know, whereas the katana sword, it's a different story. You'd associate it with one-on-one combat and and more of a an an art form of some kind because you know there, it takes skill to use it. And there's a more of a respect for that weapon than there is with the other. Like, did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I got that kind of, uh, <clears throat> kind of that uh, uh, mindset from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, same thing. Yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. You got a few things here, so let's yeah. So uh, a couple things that I noticed uh, in the first episode of that uh, that little two part series that we just saw, I noticed that when uh, in the first episode, we see in 113, we notice uh, um, there's a portion where they're in battle and there's uh, some sort of explosion that uh, arises and there's a, a, this giant flame ball that's coming towards everyone. 
Everyone else except for Anakin uh, goes onto the ship. Anakin force pushes everyone to safety and he closes the door behind him. And as this giant fireball is coming towards him, he closes this door and tries oh, yeah, to force is, push, this, force holds this like before they crash. Right? This is before they crash. Yeah, okay. Before they land on this planet. So he tries to close this door and there's a giant fireball coming towards him, closes this door, force pushes and tries to like hold it back. It of course doesn't work. It pushes him back and he gets injured pretty bad. And then when I notice he's, uh, this is again, before they, excuse me, they land on this uh, Zubumbufu planet. Uh, we noticed that for a split second, they have uh, Anakin on life support. And we notice for a split second, we hear uh, Vader's iconic breath mm. just for a split second. Uh, oh, but, yeah, when he's got the, the medical mask on his face. Yeah, when he's got the mask on his face. And the same uh, medical droid that we see in episode three that, you know, constructs uh, essentially Vader and puts a suit on for the first time is the same droid that we see him with life support mm. in this. So I found it kind of interesting to see the same droid helping him, not constructing him, but helping him. Yeah, you get an early glimpse yeah. at kind of the Vader future for him. Yeah, kind of uh, yeah. Yeah, almost like it's inevitable. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. Um, and then after that, uh, what we also notice is I found it kind of funny that uh, Anakin's such a, he's such a, you know, uh, his way or the highway kind of, yeah, totally, guy, totally, yeah. You know, and uh, what I found interesting is like he just took this giant fireball explosion injury uh, and he, he's injured, of course. He's on life support briefly, lands on this planet. He's guarded by some sort of uh, uh, or he's guarded by um, Rex. Yeah, he's guarded by Rex. Yeah. And then uh, these giant like bird horse looking things come and, and attack but uh, I found it interesting to find that his uh, force abilities and his strength, even when he's injured, uh, mm. he's just still immensely powerful. Like, yeah. still moving as if, like, nothing ever happened. You know, it's, it's just, interesting that you brought that up. I yeah. didn't actually write this down, but it ran through my head that it, it, kind, of, it kind of came to my attention that the force very much protects Anakin in any circumstance. Like, even from when he was a boy, if you think about his, his days in slavery, like, it was the force that brought Qui-Gon to find him, right? It was the force that brought him and Obi-Wan together. It's, it's the force that's kept him alive in a lot of circumstances. He survived the Geonosian Arena. He survived his duel with Count Dooku. There's, there's so many things that, that has happened to Anakin. He's also, he's extremely gifted. He's the chosen one. And, and like, when you see, when he takes on that fireball on that big that big ship and it overpowers him and knocks him back into the door again, like that amount of pressure, gas and flame would have killed anybody who isn't able to hold it back. Yeah. Like it would have just incinerated them, but it's almost as if there was still enough of a bubble of protection around him that he was able to survive that somehow. Like, you know, or that, you know, the gas just dissipated and the fire kind of went away and they were able to get him out and and you know 
eject from the ship just in time and and that's what led to their crash but um yeah it, it's interesting both that and even like slight even unconscious in his injured state he was able the force woke him up to warn him that these creatures were you know eyeing him down like candy yeah <laughs> yeah it's it was really interesting i was like whoa like the, you know the the force works in mysterious ways but with anakin it works very obviously to to his to his uh benefit yeah sure. absolutely it's yeah. it's guiding him it is protecting him mm-hmm. it is uh in a lot of times controlling his actions more so than other people and it gives him both immense control and power over anything he does and uh yeah so yeah it's interesting that you pointed that out because uh, i caught on to that too yeah yeah what else did you know i see you got a few things uh so let's see i've got that um i also noticed uh uh it, it's just funny to see when when we see all these battle droids like even in the movies like uh just how just how dumb they are like just <laughs> little just like certain things like they'll in in these episodes that we just saw, there's a couple scenes where uh, they have to kind of, you know, go all stealth mode and kind of uh, get into this ship that has la- this uh, this essential essentially a droid ship that has landed on this Bumbufu planet, mm-hmm. and they have to stealth their way into this ship. And uh, there's like a couple droids on guard, of course, and we see there's so many scenes within the span of like a minute where there's like three of them. They take down two. And then the last, the last droid doesn't even notice that he just lost two uh, comrades in like two seconds. And then he gets his head cut off. Oh yeah. And just, just the little things. We see that like eight times in like 45 seconds. And it's just funny to see how George Lucas with those droids, he just made them so dumb and oh, yeah. it was it, i just find it funny. 100 intentional too oh I'm, yeah i'm trying to look for it just now but uh there was a behind the scenes clip on uh from the phantom menace where i believe it was steven spielberg came to the set of of the phantom menace and he and george was showing him the real on set kind of uh stand-in for for the battle for the b1 battle droid and uh, Stephen commented on the fact that they're so flimsy looking and, and, you know, kind of kind of measly a little bit. And, and George said uh, something along the lines of, like, oh, yeah, yeah they're, they're supposed to be there. You know, the Jedi are supposed to cut them down like butter kind of thing, you know, <laughs> and, yeah, <it's> the, <laughs> the way that he says things. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but it was even from like the design of the very first film that he did for the prequels, even from that initial intention for those droids, they're supposed to be super uh easy to just cut down and they're throwaways you know yeah. there's their intention is supposed to be overwhelming by number yeah and uh and but no it's just it's whatsoever. so in character though to have these droids just be so dumb because yeah. you know it's like whatever intelligence processor is in them it's just it's made super cheap you know yes. uh just made in bulk made in uh, they're made from secondhand parts for sure oh i know like <laughs> even even if they're made like to to the even if they're made by by like the newest of the newest of that time they're just made to be cheap you know it's like it's like today's age if you go to the store you can buy like a package of markers not made by Crayola, but you could buy like 50 markers right for 10 bucks 
you buy a package of 50 markers from Crayola, you drop like $30 on that, right? But then you're getting quality markers that last a long time and they do a good job. Yeah. Whereas like the other ones, they'll last maybe like a week and then they'll dry out and die. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, dollar store uh, special. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Dollar yeah. store, dollar store quality stuff. So yeah. yeah. So when you're looking at robots, like it's the same thing. If you drop cheap money, uh, but you can get a lot of them, but mm-hmm. but they just don't do the job efficiently. Right. Yeah. yeah but they, they're effective in numbers. So, yeah. yeah, it's always it's always been really like in character for them to be so dumb. But I just I just some of the lines that they have in this show are so good. Like, it's yeah. just so funny, like to watch them be so incredibly dumb, yeah. like in it, you know, and these droids and these clones are just uh, or so these Jedi and these clones are just ripping them apart. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Anyway. Um, there's one thing I have on mine, uh, my list here. Uh, it's uh, when the separatists come and uh, the Jedi hide away uh, in the village because they're they're there because Anakin's injured and stuff. And then the separatists just show up out of the blue, and it's because they want to test a weapon, which is it's basically like a nuke. It's you know it fires a missile, it lands, it blows up, and then this is big like fire-ish ring kind of like goes around and it kills every living thing except for droids. So it's kind of a prototype for a new separatist weapon that they're that they're you know uh, coming up with, and I guess they've elected that planet because uh, you know there's life on it because there's that little you know village of lemurs that refuse to leave and fight and you know, defend themselves. Yeah. And uh, what I noticed compared to the how the Jedi kind of enter their village in a very peaceful manner. They don't go in guns a blazing. They don't go in weapons raised. Like they literally go in and introduce themselves as peacekeepers and they do their best to communicate with the people there. And they, you know, they respect their, their, you know, stubbornness to not be involved with the war and everything. The separatists arrive, they show up with some droid armies and instantly they just ransack the village. And then just to test to see if there's any weapons there or Republic activity or anything, you know, they get a negative results. Village is good. It's just you know, filled, with, filled with monkeys. And, uh, and it was just like super, super obvious. It's like, like, you know, there's this debate going on about how Jedi shouldn't be fighting this war. But at the same time, you know, the, the lemur, we really need to figure out his, his name. Um, uh, he uh, he says like, well, you know, there's other ways to fight a war. You know, it's not just all about combat. Like you can figure out a way to get around it. And he's talking politically. Like there's ways to solve people's problems other than just fighting. So yeah, it's like yes, there's that one argument. But then there's the argument of like, well, what if you're just being oppressed and like if you don't defend yourself what are you going to do about it? Because it's survival of the fittest. Exactly. You're just yeah. going to let them walk over you. You're going to let the, you're going to let them kill you. You're yeah. going to let, you know, yourself die. And, and this, this little tribe of, of creatures refuses to, you know, they have their beliefs and they have their, their, uh, um, traditions and they, they don't want to give up that status to, to live. Basically they're so adamant to live the way they have been as peaceful people that they will not pick up a sword to defend their their own life. And they let these droids ransack their place. And it's just like, even after the initial, you know, interaction with the Jedi and and this whole thing, it's like such a, such a contrast, 
you know, to to their initial greeting with the Republic and then their initial greeting with separatists. So that was like that was a, a really stark kind of opposition there. Um, I just I just thought it was worth noting because mm-hmm. you also mentioned that the Republic logo looks very similar to the Imperial logo. Now, like this has been out there for a long time, but like you only just picked it out again in this episode when you saw it on the side of the Lat gunship. And uh, was it a lot of country or was that it was just a ship, I guess. That no, I think or... it was on that tent. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was a piece of the ship that I guess had yeah. broken off or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that, that was obviously intentional. It's a kind of foreshadowing like the Republic turning into the Empire. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's interesting to see the just the very, very close similarities mm-hmm. between the two. Symbols. And to see, and to see that you know even these these Jedi these peacekeepers they're fighting for a republic that will eventually be the threat of the galaxy. Yeah. Um, the probe droid did you notice was very imperial looking? The probe droid that they were that they were chasing through the the grass the tall grasses that reported their location. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was like it was almost the same probe as Episode Five. Except yeah. it was smaller and a little more mobile. Yeah, not not as wide. No, a little yeah. quicker, a little quicker to fly around. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I thought it was interesting that those probes are currently droids that the Separatist droid army has. And that they evolve later on. And even though all the droids shut down, like shut down all the droids. You know, Palpatine gives his orders to have the droid army shut down. And yet the probe droids are still very much active. Like they're, they're still very much being used post Clone Wars in the Imperial era. So that was kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, the Lemur people refuse to defend themselves, but the Jedi can't let them die because they have their own beliefs as well. That was, that was the last thing that I noticed. So the Jedi are like forced, you know, they're, they're basically forced into this position of as a peacekeeper, it's your job to keep the peace. It's your job to defend the helpless. It's your job to, you know, protect the helpless. And, you know, say, so say you're a, you know, a Jedi kind of thing, living by those beliefs, those standards. Mm -hmm. Now say I am one of these lemur creatures and I am not about to uh, defend myself to a fight, you know, like, the uh, say somebody comes at me with with a gun or or something like that, and uh, it's 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 inevitable that they're gonna kill me. But I will not defend myself because it's against what I believe, and I will die for what I believe in. It's such a pacifist. What are you gonna do? Such a pacifist way of thinking. But like for me, as a Jedi, my, like we just said, like. Uh, my belief is that I have to defend uh, defend the peace. I have to keep the peace. So this threat, in this case of these episodes, the Separatists on this planet, they are threatening the natives of this planet. I'm there. I have to defend these people. Whether they want me to or not, mm-hmm. it's my belief that I have to do it because that's my belief system and what i believe in yeah, it's and your responsibility it's my responsibility and we notice in the episode uh at one point i believe anakin yeah said, anakin says anakin, yeah, yeah yeah we will let you stand by your beliefs but let us stand by ours exactly so that's exactly 
what I would do in that scenario. That's, mm-hmm. that's what I would say. Yeah. 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 That was the last thing that I had on my list of things that I wanted to talk about. Do you have any more? Yeah, I got one more. So I was, uh, I think this was on Friday night this week. Uh, myself and my sister's father-in-law, we were watching uh, episode six, mm-hmm. uh, Return of the Jedi, uh, just for a few minutes. And then we, we changed the channel to like a car show kind of thing. But uh, it was the scene where um, uh, Palpatine arrives on the second Death Star, and you, you know you see the the, uh, the storm, the, yeah. you see the stormtrooper army, and you see Vader coming mm-hmm. up to greet him. Palpatine gets off the ship, and then he says, "Rise, my friend!" And then they start talking about plans, about progress, and stuff. Uh, but interestingly enough, he mentioned to me, I don't know if this is true or not, but we can Google it. He said that apparently Ray. Uh, from the uh, new Star Wars films is apparently Emperor Palpatine's daughter in real life. I don't know if it's true, but uh, wait, in real life, wait, you're saying he's he's he said that Emperor Palpatine's daughter is Rey. Who said this? This is uh, my sister's father-in-law. Oh, okay. I see what the confusion is. Um, yeah. So there's been a lot of speculation that Ray is the granddaughter of Palpatine. Is that what you're talking about? I I don't know. Like he he because because he said in real life. I don't know if uh, if he's talking about real life or maybe he uh, made a mistake and meant <laughs> to say. No, I think I yeah. think he's I think he's getting confused. Yeah, you know, in real life, Daisy Ridley is not related to um, uh, to Ian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, there there is an in-universe speculation that that Ray is the granddaughter or a clone that has been created by Palpatine. Uh, so I would be pressed to say more so that she's actually a clone over his granddaughter. I don't picture Sheev Palpatine hooking up with anybody. Uh, so, you know, I'd be more pressed to say that she is a clone of perhaps even related to Luke. This is very interesting speculation here because there was word when when very early on drafts of The Force Awakens came out, uh, like, uh, uh, quote, leaked or rumored to be about whatever. Mm-hmm. The film was supposed to open up with Luke's hand flying through space. His cutoff hand and like the lightsaber and stuff so uh it you know there's been a lot of people that think hey maybe luke's hand was found by somebody who was working for palpatine or whatever and perhaps ray is actually a clone partially due to luke's dna from his you know hand that has been now frozen flying through space for 30 odd years or so that is such a out there kind of crazy right yeah like it's there yeah but i'm actually kind of on board with this like Uh i'm not opposed to having ray be a clone made by palpatine but shares dna with luke and therefore is kind of a skywalker like it's kind of a very large wide circled reason for something but but i'm actually like the more i think about it the more i kind of dig it because i'm like i'm also okay with ray just being a nobody but I really don't think that that's how they're going to play this out. 
I think when we go see the rise of Skywalker, there's going to be some jaw dropping reveal about Rey's true lineage that like maybe ties into the fact that, yeah, she is a nobody. Maybe she doesn't have any parents, but maybe that's because she's a clone. Right. Could be like, like uh, the more I think about it, the more it kind of gets me excited because I'm like, hey, there's a possibility here that there's, there's there's like a good opportunity to fill in some good holes. Like, yeah, you know, like, heck, yeah. And like, or you know, in typical Star Wars fashion, they're going to they're going to, you know, leave a bunch of plot holes and then probably reveal what actually. Oh, no, yeah. There. In a book or something. In a like book. Or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, something yeah. like this big. They wouldn't reveal that in the book. Like, yeah. Who knows? No, no, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't do that. But speaking of books, uh, did I talk to you about the cover of that that comic book that's coming out soon with with Ben Solo and Luke Skywalker? I think he did. There's a there's a Marvel Comics book coming out. Uh, it's a series. I think the first one or two issues have been released so far, but um, it covers the early days of well, the rise of Kylo Ren basically, and the cover of one of these issues has luke and ben young ben solo fighting the knights of ren oh yes did yeah. i show you that yeah. we talked about this briefly yeah. i think maybe. yeah i think yeah definitely. yeah so yeah. it's it's interesting like leading up to this new movie we're getting a lot more insight into things that might confirm a lot of rumors it might confirm a lot of leaks even um there's a there's uh, i know we, we we had a whole thing where we talked about that whole leaked ending of the movie and all that but uh so yeah so spoilers if 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 any of you don't want to hear this but but one of the leaks uh was that kylo ren will swap to the light side like he'll he'll finally have a redemption and that he'll actually go up against the knights of ren he'll have to fight them he'll have to fight the knights of ren but he's losing and all that do you remember this conversation i think so yeah he's losing the fight and then through that little ability that they kind of discovered through Snoke binding their brains together through the force, um, uh, Ray passes him a lightsaber through the force and because he loses his or whatever. And then he takes on the rest of the Knights of Ren with this lightsaber that he gives. I, I'm assuming it's the Skywalker saber or perhaps a lightsaber that she gets from Leia or something like that. So... Uh, yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, super interesting stuff. But um, is that it? Is that all we have to talk about? Yeah, is I think that, that's else? all I got on my uh, Yeah. Yeah, on my that's list. That's all I got on my list. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right, cool. Well, let's wrap this up then. So, yeah, yeah you stoked for Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. And hopefully they don't uh, mess it up like the other ones. But we'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go into it like I have every other one. You know, very, very neutral but like somewhat opinionated opinionated but you know neutral go into the movie you don't want to be disappointed i don't want to be disappointed but i mean with disney man like i've said the same, pretty this, let down. i've been pretty let down and the same thing with the last two movies like you know you go in and and you know you're like oh yeah star wars like they're gonna you know they're gonna they're gonna do it they're you know yeah it's disney but they're, they're gonna do it and then i i walked out both times like yeah they're, mm-hmm. they're just butchering it but rise of skywalker big things happening everyone and, and oh, george george came back to consult so, you he know, did that, so that's good news it's it is it's fantastic it's gonna have 
a bit of the Lucas Touch, hopefully enough that we actually notice it and we can actually compare and contrast between the last two, like The Last Jedi and uh, Force Awakens. We can actually see it because uh, I definitely, I definitely think that with the Lucas Touch is what the films have been missing. But with this being the last one and with the the name The Rise of excuse me the rise of skywalker and like this is being you know that's it mm-hmm. the end uh i definitely think that lucas touch could save this trilogy and kind of wrap it up in a good way but uh oh, here's something we'll that we'll here's, here's something that i wanted to ask you yeah who do you think the skywalker rising is <laughs> we only have so many options here there's there's okay the first of all there's anakin there's, there's the chosen one who has obviously at this point may or may not have fulfilled his destiny of restoring balance to the force. Uh, and again, this is the, the prophecy of the chosen one is to bring balance to the force, not destroy the Sith. So I would like to mention that before anyone, you know, overrules the fact that the prophecy is not fulfilled because Palpatine is still alive. He may have brought balance to the force, but that doesn't mean Palpatine needs to be dead. So, so the balance, the balance might be there through you know, Ray and Ben Solo, or perhaps, you know, there's, there might be other parameters that we haven't really, that haven't been revealed yet in the last two films, but, uh, but it is a possibility still that Anakin could come back. So there's the rise of that Skywalker, the, the Skywalker, there's, there's uh, Ben Solo, who's by bloodline, a Skywalker, but doesn't carry the name. Yeah. There is there is Luke Skywalker, who is now obviously, of course, a Force ghost. He's into the beyond, and there is the there is a possibility that he could uh, come back in a more significant way than most people are expecting him to be. Uh, a lot of people are expecting him to be uh, a very Ben Kenobi character, popping up as a Force ghost for guidance, and then I could disappearing see that. again. Yeah, I could um, see that. Yeah. But yeah, there is a possibility that he could come back and do a lot more than that. And then there's Rey. There is the fact, there the possibility that she might actually be a Skywalker due to this strange genetic relation, perhaps through Luke's hand that maybe he doesn't even know about, and neither does she. And uh, and then there's the possibility that she could be related to Palpatine or just be a clone or something and not be a Skywalker at all, but perhaps takes the name, regardless. Uh, so yeah, who do you, what do you think? What do you think about this? I. I think the the two that would make the most sense for me would be, you know, the title of the film confirmed is going to be The Rise of Skywalker. So when I hear of a, a film like that, with all the theories that we've seen that are kind of, you know, from pretty reliable sources, plus plus with this new trailer that we saw on the last episode that we recorded, uh, definitely, I could definitely see Anakin being involved. Uh especially with the name but i could also see luke Mm -hmm. but i think with the name rise of skywalker i think it would make more sense to have anakin in there Mm -hmm. i don't know how they would play him out but probably as a force ghost i mean they'd have to but uh whether it's just a memory or you know let's say kylo ren sees or ben solo whatever he sees his grandfather and communicates with him through the force in some manner we could see that um but I, I, I'm, it's it's not clear until you watch the movie, right? But definitely, um, for me, Luke 
or Anakin would make the most sense. Mm-hmm. But then I like, really hope it's Anakin. I I, 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 I just too. hope I, it's him that comes yeah. back. You know, it would make more sense, especially with the title name. Yeah, like, Anakin would be like the most fit for that. Uh, for that position, even I'd if say. it's just, even if it's just like it's not, it doesn't even need to be five minutes. Like the movie can totally be still about Ray and her friends and Ben Solo and everything. But the the rise of Skywalker needs to have some sort of significance for the last, well, maybe excluding Last Jedi and Force Awakens, it's got to have some significance to the entire previous saga because this is the last one of the Skywalker saga. That's it's why the, it's got such a heavy weight on its shoulders. It's got a huge heavy weight, yeah, and yeah. it's the, it's a big elephant in the room that the yeah. chosen one and the Anakin Skywalker has not been addressed at all mm-hmm. in this new trilogy. And, uh, you know, aside from rumors and, and whatever else that is out there, did uh, I ever tell you about that convention that Hayden and Ian were supposed to do at uh, some sort of expo down in the States and then Disney canceled the panel? In the last few minutes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So recently, another piece of news came out. And I don't think I've told you this unless you saw it yourself. But Wednesday, October 30th, this month, Hayden Christensen visits Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland Park for the first time. This is on the Disney Parks blog. There's a picture of him standing in front of the Millennium Falcon. Right here. Looks the same. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, sure. he's, there's a picture of him in the Millennium Falcon. There's uh, a picture of... Uh, it, it says, After checking out the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, we followed him to Savvy's workshop, hand-built lightsabers, where he and his daughter assembled their very own custom lightsaber. It was a very special day as they were celebrating her fifth birthday. So that's his daughter there. And it uh, looks like she's made a... Uh, looks like a... Looks like a... Like a Obi-Wan episode three or a Luke Skywalker episode yeah, six. Yeah, looks like kinda. a... Oh, it looks elegant. It's... Yeah. Yeah, I like a weapon. for a five-year-old girl yeah (laughs) um yeah it looks like it could be either purple or blue i don't know if they make the purple blades already but i don't know that'd be kind of cool if they did i've only seen blue ones around the park uh on photos but uh so it's yeah so it's a check out this adorable moment as she hands her newly created lightsaber to her father the force is strong with this one hayden shared that the day's plans were completely up to the birthday girl as they headed off to disneyland and disney california adventure parks after returning from a galaxy far, far away. And uh, what's interesting to me is that when the news was tweeted out, um, I believe they specified him as the chosen one. So there is, there has been Disney content and, and canon resource books and stuff that have like established him and reaffirmed him as the chosen one. So it's, they're not like, placing that on ray anymore so yeah it really brings a whole new light to kind of the title of this movie that uh, that he might indeed come back for just a little bit just to fulfill that last deed of maybe empowering ray or somebody else to destroy palpatine and through him maybe by extension i guess restores balance or i don't know I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to, to see. We shall see. Yeah, we'll see. Come December uh, December 19th. Yep, that's right. Yeah, yeah. so uh, yeah. So uh, November 12th, we get Disney Plus. Mandalorian airs with the first episode on that. December 19th and 20th, that's when The Rise of Skywalker drops. And November 21st is when Vader Immortal Episode 3 comes out. Got any last words? Uh, no, I think that's it. Buy your tickets now, because you know with this movie... Uh, 
it's going to be sold out as all the other ones very quickly. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Okay, yeah. Thanks for coming back in. Yeah, no the problem. The escape pod. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time, David. Sounds good. All right. Thanks so much, Diego, for coming back on Star Wars Escape Pod. Always great to have you talking Clone Wars and Episode 9 speculating. If you have not seen the Clone Wars, I highly recommend you do that because it's the last thing that George left for us before he sold the company. And it will pick up on Disney Plus in the new year. I think it's February. We're supposed to get a couple more episodes, which is uh, technically a season seven, I guess, but originally intended to be a season eight finale. So, um, yeah, super cool. Uh, Hayden Christensen going to Galaxy's Edge with his daughter. Uh, now, this is a generation. His daughter's age is uh, the generation that's growing up with Rey and the sequels being their Star Wars. Uh, to have your dad be the chosen one from the prequels, though, would be just really interesting. Um, being, you know, I, 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 I'm assuming that she loves the character of Rey and all the new films, like all kids, kids these days do. And... Uh, which is rightfully so. It's their Star Wars. It's made for them. And uh, yeah, just really, really interesting to see her navigate Galaxy's Edge with her, with her father and uh, build a lightsaber together. And it just, it gets me amped up because uh, it makes me think maybe he's going to be in the new movie. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I guess we'll see. Uh, so yeah, uh, thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Josh. Today, your co-host was Diego. And we'll be back again very soon. Follow us on Twitter. Shoot us an email with your questions, comments, whatever. Uh, SW Escape Podcast. That's our Twitter account. And uh, yeah, thanks for watching. And may the force be with you.